Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Ranger podcast, where we provide podcasts that will enlighten your understanding of Yahweh and his plan for mankind's salvation and eternal life. For more information, please be sure to visit Yahweh.org and YahooRanger.com. It is recognized that most of us have been taught from our early years that we all have an immortal soul. Then, upon death, our soul would ultimately end up spending eternity in either heaven or hell, depending on what St. Peter decided at the pearly gates. Unbeknownst to many, scriptures give an entirely different scenario. Scriptures define man, also called Adam, in Hebrew, as a creature whose body was created from the material elements of the ground. These elements were arranged to form a body consisting of flesh, bone, and blood. At the same time, because mankind's blood cells breathe air in order to give him life, the Hebrew language refers to a man as a nephesh, or breather. The word nephesh was translated into Greek of the Septuagint and New Testament as suki, rendered into English as soul. Although the translators originally intended only a narrow understanding of suki, both the Greek term and the English word soul can be misleading. They often take on the general Greek connotation of being an entity that is alive and immortal, capable of living separately from the fleshly body, that is, a spirit life that has a conscious existence after the body's death. After Yahweh created the first man and woman, he called them both Adam. See Genesis 5 verse 2. Adam not only became the personal name of the first man, but it also was used as the generic term for all humankind. Accordingly, the expression ha-adam, or the man, is found numerous times in the Hebrew text. This is because the person Adam was composed of afar, the material elements of the earth, which was taken from the adamah, the ground, red soil. The Hebrew term adamah derives from the word adam and means to show blood in the face, that is, flush or turn rosy, ruddy, red, reddish, brown. All the descendants of Adam, like their original earthly father, are also composed of the same Afar material. To demonstrate, Job defines humans as those, quote, dwelling in houses of clay, whose foundation is in Afar, or material elements, end of quote. See Job 4, verse 19. Meanwhile, both the first man and first woman were called Adam, or mankind, because the male was created first from the Adamah, ground, red soil, while the woman was, in turn, produced out of the male. We are all called Adam because that is who we are, everyone being a descendant of a man made of Adamah. In Genesis we read, And he, Yahweh Elohim, molded Ha-Adam, Afar from the Adamah. Genesis 2, verse 7. In another passage, Yahweh tells Adam, by the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the Adamah. For out of it you have been taken, for Afar you are, and to Afar you will return. Genesis 3, verse 19. Notice that Adam is Afar. Nowhere in scriptures is a man, or Adam, said to be or to have an immortal soul. On the other hand, Adam is scripturally defined as a nephesh, or breather, who possesses ruach, an unseen animating force, which is quite a different characterization. 
The above scriptures do prove that Adam is a material thing, that is, Ephar. Abraham, as another example, testifies to Yahweh, saying, I am Ephar, and Ephar. Genesis 18, verse 27. The Hebrew term Ephar refers to anything worthless, or something cast away, to be strewed like ashes. The numerous offspring of Jacob are also referred to as the Ephar of Jacob. See Numbers 23, verse 10. That is, they descend from the material substance of Jacob, and in Job we read that upon death, Adam or mankind will return to Ephar. See Job 34, verse 15. The book of Psalms informs us, For he, Yahweh, knows our form, remembering that we are Ephar. Psalm 103, verse 14. In another verse from this same text, David reminds Yahweh that when he takes away the life force of men, they expire and they return to their Ephar. See Psalm 104, verse 29. It is important to recognize and understand the process whereby Yahweh created Adam. Yahweh created Adam by molding the Ephar from the Adamah into a body, Hebrew, Gilia, of flesh, Hebrew, Besar. The Greek translation of the Hebrew word Gilia is Soma, meaning the body as a sound, whole, etc. The Gilia or Soma of something is merely the mass and shape in which that thing exists. In scriptures, the type of body a man has is called a Nefesh. The Hebrew term Nefesh, collective plural Nefeshim, is a primary root meaning to breathe, a breathing creature, that is, animal, or abstractly, vitality, an animal, that which breathes, a person. See Strong's Hebrew 53.14 and 53.15. The Greek translation of the Hebrew word nephesh is suki, which means breath, and life, mind, understanding. Strong's Greek, number 5590. Only by pagan Greek usage is the idea of spirit implied. Since the Greek translation of the New Testament is merely an attempt to express the Hebrew thought in scriptures, we must use the Hebrew meanings and scriptures to define it. Now here is where the confusion sets in for many. In various English translations of the Hebrew and Greek terms, the words nephesh and suki are rendered as soul, breath, life, creature, and mind. Let's take a look at the following in the book of Genesis. And Yahweh Elohim molded Ha-Adam from the Afar of the Adamah, and blew into his nostrils the vital breath of life, and Ha-Adam became a living nephesh. Genesis 2, verse 7. Notice that Ha-Adam, or the man, became a living nephesh. It does not say Adam has a nephesh. Instead, he is a nephesh. Equally, Although fish, birds, and all other animals have different types of flesh, they too are considered to be this type of creature. The following passage from Genesis demonstrates the point. And Elohim said, Let the land bring forth the living nephesh after its kind, cattle and creeper, and living thing of the land after its kind. Genesis 1, verse 24. The key to understanding the term nephesh is that it means to breathe, specifically in the blood. All creatures with blood breathe oxygen. On the other hand, any variety of vegetation, for instance, trees, bushes, and such things, which breathes carbon dioxide is never defined in scriptures as a nephesh. This point is verified in Leviticus, which reads, 
For the nephesh of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your nephishim, a collective plural of nephesh, that is, the Israelites. For it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the nephesh. Leviticus 17, verses 11 and 12. Genesis 9, 4 informs us, Only you will not eat flesh in the nephesh of the blood. And Deuteronomy 12, 23 states, Only be sure not to eat the blood, for the blood is the nephesh, and you will not eat the nephesh with the flesh. Accordingly, the nephesh is not only in the blood, but the blood is part of the nephesh. Genesis 9, verse 5 states, And surely I will require your blood of your nephesh. Also see Jeremiah 2, verse 34. Therefore, the nephesh, which is both in the blood and is the blood, permeates the human body, and as we shall see, it has two qualities of being both divine and material. It is the exchange of oxygen in the blood, the act of breathing, that separates the flesh species, whether fish, fowl, animal, or man, from other bodies, like stars, moons, planets, the earth, rocks, vegetation, etc. Therefore, a nephesh is one type of aguia, or body. It is a fleshly body of sinews, skin, and bones that contain blood and breathes oxygen. Since the exchange of oxygen in the bloodstream is throughout the body, being the life principle itself, nephesh is often translated as life because a thing that is breathing is alive. Furthermore, after that thing dies, it is considered to have been alive, that scholars understand a nephesh as an oxygen-breathing, fleshly creature is demonstrated by the fact that the Hebrew word nephesh is often translated as creature. This ends Do We Have a Soul? Part 1. Be sure to continue with Part 2, where we will address the issue of the difference between a human nephesh from the nephesh of an animal. Also, for the full discussion concerning the human nephesh, please refer to the complete article, Do We Have a Soul? at YahwehRanger.com. May Yahweh be with you on your journey to discovering Yahweh's truth.